some of our experiences as like a learning lesson, maybe. So I was basically just like, what is, what is it worth? I have to wait till the guy graduates though, before I can tell it. <laughs> Sweet Caroline. Bum, bum, bum. Hey guys, welcome back to Posy Podcast. Thank you guys so much for watching if you're on IGTV and listening if you're on Anchor. I'm Nastasia and I'm with Monique. Hi, you guys. We're so excited to be talking to you guys about drinking. This is our very second episode, but we're going to be talking about whether or not it's worth it and kind of our history with drinking. Yes, exactly. And before we get started talking about this, we just want to make a quick little disclaimer for you guys. We are in no way, shape, or form trying to promote drinking in this podcast episode. We are definitely not trying to promote any underage drinking, uh, drinking illegally, excessive drinking, anything like that. We're literally just going to be telling you guys our life stories. If anything, you should take away some of our experiences as like a learning lesson, maybe. Um, so yeah, we just wanted to say we're definitely not trying to promote drinking in any way, shape, or form. If you are going to drink, drink responsibly. So yeah. Exactly. Okay, let's get started. So I think that, um, the reason that I really wanted to talk about this is because our last episode, we kind of talked about some wild drinking stories in LA, talking about partying, and that really made me reflect on just my entire history with drinking and how far I've come since I first started um, drinking casually here and there. And I'm sure, did it, did it make you? Yeah, I like, I was thinking about it a lot. I was just reflecting on like, because I think that podcast episode made us sound like we go out and drink a lot, which like we don't though, actually, like we're kind of like, at this point, I mean, now, obviously, we're not going out because of quarantine and stuff, but even before Mm -hmm. this, like, I was going out maybe, like, once a month. I wasn't drinking too much. I mean, we're gonna get into the whole thing. Yeah, I think it's, like, I've come a long way, like, now, because of quarantine, like, this is the most I've ever been in the house, ever stayed home, and it's just made me really think about going out and alcohol and partying, so I kind of just, I guess I'll start off by saying, it doesn't make me proud to kind of like share some of the the details that I'm going to like it honestly makes me really nervous but it makes me proud to share it because I'm hoping that if anyone else has been struggling with either quitting drinking or is just thinking how you know it's negatively affecting their life or if they're feeling like in a cycle of drinking Um, I'm hoping that this in some way, shape or form can help you feel like um, you're not the only person. And I also am really proud of how far I've come because there was a point in time where I'm not going to say that I was an alcoholic because there's a difference. I think there's a difference between somebody who's dependent on alcohol, somebody who you know, is drinking every single day, is addicted to drinking. I was never that, but I had a serious problem with drinking. Like I did not have a healthy relationship with it and I'm still mastering my control with it. I currently am sober. I'm currently not drinking at all. That's a choice that um, I've made 
with um, Sebastian, my boyfriend, who you can now go and stalk on uh, Instagram. You guys, petition to get Sebastian on our podcast because oh fun my fact, God. that's actually how we met. Um, we're going to get him on the podcast one day. We're going to do a whole episode. But yeah, just kind of circling back to what you said, um, there's a lot to be said. So I want to hear your story. I want to hear how you kind of got started with drinking and like your journey with it. Because when I met you, you were doing a hundred day drinking sober challenge. And so the first time we ever actually went partying and stuff, like Halsey, you were not drinking, you know? And Mm -hmm. No, but the Halsey, I was drinking. You were? I think. Was I not? I wasn't. No, you weren't. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't drink on Halloween. That's yeah. so crazy. Anyways, You're I want right. to jump all into your story. I want to hear everything. So, okay. Let's get started. So, so, yeah, like I was saying, though, this, like me, me being sober is a choice that I made, um, not initially excited about like I was not initially excited about being sober I actually didn't really understand why I needed to be sober because I was like I'm not waking up in the morning and drinking whiskey at 8 a.m or like a traditional alcoholic drinking Monday through Friday like I'm just drinking on the weekends but obviously I was I was binge drinking so I'll get into all the details of that in a second but this was not a choice that I made excited for all the benefits that come with not drinking. Like I was very reluctant to do it. If it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't have. I'd probably still be where I was before. And it was his idea. And I was just like, you know what? If you're going to do this, I'm going to do it too. So let's just see how it goes. So that's what, why we did 100 Days Sober. Um, but backing up to how I got to that point and why we needed to go 100 Days Sober is because um, – I started drinking, not like heavily by any means, but I remember the first time I ever drank, I had a group of like really like best friends over and we were stealing alcohol from, well, actually I hung out with older kids. So they would bring over like Mike's Hard Lemonade or like oh my gosh like the worst alcohol imaginable basically but like the cheapest like whatever you could get it with your like fake ID type thing you know yeah like from like a gas station you know (laughs) not like hard liquor or anything like that like just very like like uh sugary drinks and we would drink them in my upstairs I have a third floor that's converted into like my room and so we would like party up there because it was kind of like tucked away from my parents so we would like drink and put on music and like have like dance parties and whatever and it would be fine but this was at like 15 like I was like legitimately my brain wasn't even fully developed and I'm like drinking occasionally and not all the time but like that was like one of the first times I drank I think I was like 15 or 16 and then I remember stealing um liquor from my parents liquor cabinet and then refilling the clear liquor with water with water so like, the, the old yeah. high school like teenager trick yeah so yeah, did you, you do that? oh I think everybody no honestly I would just like buy my like I mean I'll get into my whole story in a sec but uh I had a fake ID so like I would just buy my own liquor and stuff like that oh, shit. um yeah. but so did you start drinking 
in high so in high school was it like just yeah. a once in a blue moon thing or was it like once a month like at a party or I just hung out with like I just hung out with kids that were like much much older than me like way older than me and probably shouldn't have and so when they while they were like seniors in high school I was like a freshman and sophomore so originally I would go to these parties or these basements where everyone's hanging out because I live in the country so like we're not going to basement parties yeah I've been there like turn up because like it, like yeah it, that's not a thing I'm not like in New York clubbing I'm literally like in somebody's basement so that's kind of how it would go or we'd be in like a field and they would be drinking and I re- really at first didn't but then finally I started to and from there it was like uh at homecoming or like prom or like events you know or football like I remember like after football games because I was a cheerleader we would like go and all hang out at somebody's house and like get drunk and that kind of became normal and that was the cycle that I was in it would be like the weekends you would just drink and so after I think the first time um I ever blacked out was um a at prom and it was really scary because prom prom my liver was failing at prom like oh my gosh that's like yeah and it was really scary um I remember like waking up and being like oh my god like so freaked out and I was like I never want this to happen ever again but I was never like a careful drinker to where I wouldn't mix liquor or I would mix like liquor with wine with beer like whatever I could get my hands on like I just had zero regard for being like responsible and I was always just like super funny and from there I would get attention from people like snapchatting me because I would just like do funny things like I would like do handstands or like put my feet on the walls and pretend to twerk or like like start like put, like putting on a show because I'm always like wanting to be an entertainer so any time that I could like have attention and just be drinking I feel like drinking was the excuse to be like the center of attention so and I would like live for it. So whenever people would start videotaping me or I had control of like my like Snapchat, it just started to like blow up where people would like literally expect me to be like the party girl, I think. And then I just decided that that was like who I was. Like Yeah, like that was your label now, like kind of in a sense. I feel that definitely. Um, so when you got to college, was it like, cause you mentioned that you kind of went to like a party school. Yeah. And that was really where it all like really started. Like that's where like things got really, really bad. And I think that, I don't know, it's, 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 it's hard to think back about it because it's bittersweet. It's like, I had so many fun memories And, like, it brought me and the girls who I was friends with at the time really close together because we would, like, go out and go to, like, huge frat parties because that's kind of how my school was. It wasn't, like, 
Parsons like fashion school. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't some, uh, you know, no, it, it was, was a college experience. It was the typical college experience with tailgates and oh my gosh. Fat. So part of me I wishes made, I had that sometimes, like Loki. I don't know. I think that that's the thing. It's like I always wanted that because I knew after college I would live in a city like LA. Like I did, I knew this my whole life that I was either going to end up in like New York or LA. And so I knew that if I didn't have that college experience, then I never would because my life would always be different after that. But a lot of really, really, really bad things happen due to like, like not having self-control and a lot of experiences not that I necessarily regret because of course you know it always teaches you something but now it's like I'm really having to seriously take a huge step back from drinking like do a lot of self-reflection because there's there were so many occurrences where I was taking so many shots pre-gaming going out, like having zero regard, like Snapchatting everything under the sun. People probably saw, like if you were friends with me on Snapchat at that, at that point during my freshman and sophomore year, and also my last year, I went to college for three years, but um, my, my last year of college, then you probably saw some crazy shit and were like, Nastasia's wild and I oh, thought it was I'm kind so of happy funny. we weren't friends. like because same <laughs> literally same though but me it was like not fr- me it was like clubs and like underground speakeasies and shit you know so I'm happy that's we like that's what that's I guess you just had that experience like much earlier than I did because I think that I had that once I first moved to LA and that was like super fun for me because I had never really experienced that before. I've always gone to like bars and whatever. Yeah, and I never, I mean, I never really experienced the whole like college thing. Sometimes I'm like, uh, but also I have a lot of friends that are in college still. And so like if I ever really want to go to a college party, like I can. Um, we should go to USC, like a tailgate just for shits and giggles, you know? Oh, I have a bad <laughs> USC party story that one day I will tell. I have to wait till the guy graduates though before I can tell it. <laughs> well basically <laughs> I had a lot of that I had a lot of that like I had a lot of like tailgates where I would be up on top of trucks in a full-blown jersey and like fry boots and like no pants and just like leading like a- an entire sea of purple because our colors were like gold and purple to like sweet Caroline like the most <laughs> white like like literally like me like leading it and like people getting videos of me like blacked out being like Sweet Caroline, bum, bum, bum. like that was I me. And, like, I could whole- see that. See me, it was that like was playing me. like like me. It was literally like on top of a table at a random club, like singing <laughs> <At> like One Oak, <laughs> singing Bad and Bougie at the top of my lungs. <laughs> um, but so when you moved to LA, what, how did your drinking patterns well, like? what happened okay well I want to say about college though like I just got into this pattern though where like I was um I was in so like I didn't do a sorority because I knew I really wanted to be involved with like all media related things so like I was writing for the newspaper I was on the school like the school tv I was like uh doing all these extracurricular things and then 
like Monday through Thursday and then like Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, cause we'd have a football game. I'd be day drinking. And then Saturday night I was blacking out like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday night. That is not okay. Like that is not okay. And it was just normal. Like everyone did it. Everyone in my friend group was doing it. Everyone yeah. at the schools, like it was not weird or not normal. Cause it was such a party school that that's all there was to do was to keep drinking until you couldn't anymore and that was the mentality and it it just sucks because it's like so many bad things happened um with you know either the girls I was friends with or different guys that I was dating or seeing or guys that I didn't even want to date or see um but because I just didn't have mental clarity and just wasn't self-aware and I I've changed a lot. I've had to like really internally look at myself and be like, why am I drinking to this point? Like, what am I masking with the alcohol? Why can't I have fun without alcohol? I'm an outgoing person. I'll talk your ear off. I talk too much. Why do I feel the need to get this wasted, this drunk to where I'm hungover all day the next day? feel like shit don't remember anything that is not healthy like that is not okay and how I didn't didn't let it affect me on camera or in my work is is really crazy like I would I would like bust my ass Monday through Thursday and then just be like a completely different person for the weekend and people wouldn't believe it like nobody knew but so when you moved to LA, was it, cause obviously you started yeah. working and stuff and it was, you know, life kind of well, got a little bit harder and things like that. Do your drinking patterns, like, did they continue or did it start to Yeah, slowly? they definitely continued. They definitely continued because it was like, I graduated and then it was like summer and I was going through a really, really, really rough breakup. So I was newly single for the first time in like a really long time. So, and I was moving to LA and I just graduated and I didn't even have a job yet. I had an internship. So, and it was like me and these really cool girls living in this house. So going to LA and experiencing that was like, my drinking level was like on 10 and I was still getting up at 5 a.m. working out, um, doing my internship all day, networking, busting my ass, trying to get a job so I could stay in LA and not have to go back to Virginia. I was doing all of these things. And so it's just like the juxtaposition to like my bad drinking habit habits with my work ethic really makes no sense. Like it's crazy that I was able to, uh, I guess like be as successful as I was while managing such a crazy social life and party scene and doing both. But once, once I started working full time and going out still on the weekends and then feeling like oh my god like so dead on Monday and going to work you know just not feeling my absolute best and not being like 100% there that's when I knew I was like this is a problem like not because it starts to catch up to you eventually so it's not like I couldn't have control because I could I would just take it to level 100. It's like everything I do is either 
a zero or a 100. And even with drinking, I would think it needs to be, oh, let me entertain everybody. Let me go at 100. Let me beat the boys at drinking like it's a sport and just keep going, keep going, keep going until I can't anymore. And I think that I do that with everything in my life. So that is, that is like an addictive personality trait that I recognized. And I was like, what are these things that I'm masking with this feeling the need to like go so hard at something that isn't actually good for me? So when I met you, like we said, you were doing a hundred day sobriety challenge. So was there like a tipping point to like why you started that? Was there just like one night where you went out and it got like super out of hand, you woke up the next day hungover, or was it more just like of like a gradual, like kind of you eventually just got to this point where you're like, okay, I want to try this out. I'm very impressed by your interviewing skills, by the way. I feel <laughs> like I'm usually on the other end of this. So like, I'm very impressed by you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're killing it. Um, yes, I, Okay, so basically, it was a it was a multitude, you know, it was a combination of things. So, not only was it catching up to my body because I was no longer eighteen and able to bounce back from a night going out, like I'm now like twenty one and like my body does not handle tequila and liquor like it could at one time. Yeah. Um, but also, I just have such big goals, and I still do. And I wanted to do things like this. Like I wanted to do content creation and I wanted to be able to put myself out there and work on my projects, my passion projects. But it's like, I was trying to work on my passion projects, work full time, working 50 hour weeks and um, going out and drinking and you can't do it all. Something's got to give. So I was basically just like, what is, what is it worth? I just, started to really look inward and be like, this is, is causing me to have weight gain. I really care about health and fitness. And you are putting on the gram that you're only eating kale and going to the gym at five in the morning, but then you're downing 2000 calories on wine and liquor. Like what kind of bullshit is that? Like actually show up for what you're speaking, like practice what you preach. If you care about health and fitness, then that doesn't fit into your model of what being healthy is, first of all. Second of all, it's a time sucker. You can go out and be social, be out by, you know, show face, show up to events, because you know, in our line of work, you have to. You have to show up to events. But skip the open bar. So yeah, I mean, there's just so much I could say on this topic. Like, I clearly feel very passionate about drinking and alcohol and I could just go on all day about it but I just first well I think you've had a a long journey with it too I have I've had a long journey with it and I'm not in control of it 100% like who knows if I'll drink again in the future maybe maybe will maybe won't JLo doesn't drink that girl is sober she's got abs she's living her best life and doing the best thing so I'm like if I'm like her fine um, if I decide to drink in the future, then that's what I decide to do. But like, as of now, like, I just feel like for me, the best thing to do is to not, but for you, it's different. Like you're, I, you, last night you were drinking wine and we were on. Face. Yeah. Last night, I'm not going to lie. I was a little tipsy, but it was Easter. Yeah. yeah. Like my history with alcohol is fairly interesting. Um, do you, 
I, I can jump into it if you want. Yeah, go for it. Tell us all about it. Like what you said in Young too. Yeah. So I went to high school in Montreal, Canada. Um, and the legal drinking age in Montreal is 18. And so I started drinking at 16, I would say. I don't remember. I don't even remember the first time I ever drank, really. I think it was just one of those things where it was like, I kind of like gradually got up to it. Um, but so I started drinking when I was 16 and I would buy like my own alcohol. Like I got a fake ID. It was like everybody there started drinking at like 16 because of the How, fact that- What the, age did you get an, a fake ID? Like I didn't get a fake ID until way later. Yeah, because like, in the United States, you have to be 21. So like when okay. you're 16, you look- you don't look 21, you know, but if you're right. 16, like it's easy to pass for 18, you know? And Makes so sense. I used to like get alcohol in Canada. We have this thing called like Depths, which is like liquor stores. And I used to literally always go to this one, like behind McDonald's, like the man knew me and I would get like the worst alcohol possible. Um, but so I used to always throw parties like in 11th grade, my like junior year, uh, because I graduated junior year. So I was always the one to throw parties and I like seriously once a month and I was pretty responsible with drinking then. Like I would definitely have nights where I would get like, you know, pretty drunk and things like that. But I don't know. I was still like pretty responsible. Like I always made sure my friends had, you know, they were safe. I always made sure no one was driving if they were drinking. Like everybody knew that they could crash at my place if need be. No one ever really got out of hand except for one time this this girl fucking broke my toilet. That's a whole other story we're not even going to get into. <laughs> um, but like overall, I was pretty mature with it. I mean, definitely I was a teenager, you know, like I was wanting to try new things. Right. But I kind of call myself like if I look back at like the age of 16, 17, I would say I was like a wild child, calm, cool, and collective teenager. Which, like, are two, those are, like, words that kind of, like, do not go together. But, like, I was, like, a wild child in the sense, like, I loved to party. I loved throwing parties. I loved, you know, taking shots with my friends, things like that. But I didn't like throwing up. I didn't (laughs) like being hungover. So I would always try to be, like, responsible with it to a certain extent. And then I moved to France when I was 17. And I literally moved to France, like, three weeks before my 18th birthday. And so for my 18th birthday, I got a group of two girls together and I was like, okay, let's go to Barcelona. And so I went to Barcelona. Yeah. I mean, it was like really fun, the trip overall. We only went for, I think, two nights, but Mm -hmm. both nights we got like very intoxicated because obviously it's like my 18th birthday, you know, it's like I can finally legally drink somewhere in the world. I'm in Barcelona at the clubs on the beach, you know, it was a really fun experience, but I kind of look back now and I'm like, I don't even remember being in Barcelona. Like I genuinely do not remember like 70% of the trip because we were just so busy drinking and then like genuinely being hungover and like just partying that we were not really like we did things but it's like so foggy in my memory now because I was drinking so much you know and so I kind of look back at that and it makes me a bit sad that I was so excessive because I don't even really remember my 18th birthday um 
So that was kind of the starting point for me, though, with really like actually drinking, not just once a month type thing, but like more socially and more casually. And so from that point on, when I turned 18, I started to party a lot. I went through like a pretty intense party phase. But the thing is, I work in fashion. And so a lot of the parties were like work thing. It was like networking, you know, it was to boost my career. Like I would say 40% of my partying was just me wanting to have fun. And then the other 60% was like for fashion week, like to meet people, to eventually get a job, to get an internship, things like that. So I partied a lot and I definitely drank like a good amount I never though, like, I'm just the kind of friend that if I go out and drink, like I can sober up and become like a mom in five Mm -hmm. minutes. Like it's like a special talent of mine, I swear. It's like, I think my adrenaline just gets the best of me. I think my adrenaline just gets the best of me and I'll literally snap out of it so quickly. So I'm not the type of person. I just never really got to that level. And like, I guess it also, at the time when I was 18, I had a friend who was like very, like I kind of had to take care of her sometimes when we went out and so I just never really got to the point of being like super wasted you know because Um, you you had to be the friend to take care of everyone around you so you felt that responsibility so you weren't selfish when going out because you were thinking of others yeah exactly And so I kind of went through the whole partying phase at 18. And then once I turned 19, I got back into a serious relationship. And so I just wasn't, I started working full time. I just kind of stopped. But yeah, yeah, once I turned 19, I kind of like got into the like workaholic mode. Like I wasn't just a student anymore. Like I was actually like trying to build my career at that point. And so going out was more than just going out to me at that point. Like I knew people, I never wanted to like embarrass myself I take, like, a lot of pride in, like, being mature because, like, I used to hang around. I still do. I mean, everybody I hang out with is older than me, basically. And so I never wanted to be the girl at the club who was, like, super slosh because not only does that, like, not look good, but also people are going to judge me because I'm younger, you know? Yes. So it was almost like younger, I had to be smarter and more mature and, like, that was just at that point where I kind of realized, like, I needed to, if I was going to go out and need to be responsible about it, I couldn't be getting wasted and waking up the next day and going to shows or doing work because that just wasn't realistic and it was starting to catch up to me. And it was like, you know, I wanted to move towards a healthier lifestyle and it just wasn't going to be possible if I kept, like, drinking and stuff. So I kind of just slowly stopped drinking when I would go clubbing and partying and stuff and I became more of a casual drinker because living in France Mm -hmm. like drinking wine there is such a like a normal thing people literally drink glasses of wine like every day and so I moved away from like clubbing and partying drinking and more into casual drinking so you know my last two years there, like I would probably go to get dinner with my friends once a week and we would drink like two or three glasses of wine over the span of like a three hour dinner, you know, and I would leave right. and the metro and be like a little tipsy. By the time I got home, like I would just go to sleep and I would be, be fine. And so that's kind of the like mentality I have with alcohol now. Like I think that's like portrayed over to me moving to LA now is like I 
don't feel the need to go out and drink excessively because first of all, I hate being hungover. Like I truly hate it. I hate the feeling of it. I hate feeling weak and like it messes with your emotions even. I just don't like it. And so now when I go out, I try to, of course, occasionally there's nights where I like maybe drink a little too much, but I always regret it the next day. And it's like almost like every time now that I go out, I realize more and more how much I dislike drinking. And it's just getting to the point where it's like, I just think the next time I go out, I'm not gonna, I don't really ever think I'll get like blackout drunk again or anything like that. Like, I just feel like I'm over it. I'm so much more of a casual drinker. I really don't love hard liquor. I'm the type of person who like loves sitting at dinner and drinking a bottle of wine with like someone, you know? Like, that's just kind of my mentality with it now. And so actually, I tried to do the 100-day challenge. I told you this. (gasps) Yes, the sober challenge. So after New Year's, over New Year's, I went to Montreal. I went to Toronto to see my two best friends that I went to high school with together in Montreal. We kind of like did a reunion for New Year's. And so we were drinking a lot because, you know, New Year's. And when I got back, I was like, oh, I'm going to do the 100-day challenge. And so I did about like 25 days of it. That's awesome though. Because, but then, you know what? It was so strange because like, I, I actually did go out once fully sober on it and it was easy. Like it yeah. was really fine. It was totally it was like easy, right? It I felt, didn't even, I don't even think I, I think I was like fully sober, like didn't even smoke any yeah. weed, didn't do anything like Nothing. fully sober. Yeah. And I had a great time, you know? Yeah. Um, but the one thing I really missed was just being able to sit at dinner with somebody and like drink a glass of wine. And that was like something I missed because it's such a social thing for me doing that. Mm -hmm. And I really think it helps me relax and like let loose a bit. Like I went on a date actually during that time period with someone and we went to a bar and he was drinking. You weren't gonna, you weren't gonna be like, see that's the thing for other people. Oh, you didn't? No, I didn't. I. Oh my god, that's so shocking. No, this man like literally the bartender like poured me like a Shirley Temple. <laughs> like, I like no, I don't even know what this drink. It definitely had no alcohol in it. But I, I remember you. Like, telling him like, "Oh, I'm doing this hundred day challenge." But I remember sitting there the whole time and being like, "I just wish I could have a glass of wine because I feel so uncomfortable right now, and it would just really help me relax a bit and like make me feel a little bit happier." And it's not that I like. It, it wasn't that I depend on alcohol at all. I do not feel like I depend on alcohol ever, but it was just like, I wanted to do it because like, I don't know. I just wanted to, it wasn't like I need to, it's not like I feel like I won't have fun if I don't. I just was like, wanted to do it. So I stopped doing the hundred day challenge. Cause I realized that like, I don't really need to do it. I feel like right now, I feel like if I ever get to a point where I'm drinking a lot more, yeah, it's good to take some time off, but I don't know. I just feel like it's okay for me to occasionally once a week have a glass of wine at dinner, you know, and I'm good at limiting myself uh, with alcohol. So yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of my stance on it now. I think I will continue to be a wine drinking woman, (laughs) a wine drinking Yeah. And like, hey, look, I don't judge anyone for drinking. I completely understand it. Like, I completely get it. Trust me, I've been every type of drinker except for, like, the one that's drinking at 8 a.m. every single day. Like, thank God. I think that the one thing I'm going to say, though, is, like, with you feeling awkward, 
that's where it's really interesting because it's like why 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 do we feel awkward you know what I mean like obviously going on a first date is an awkward situation but why is it that we have to like use that substance to then mask whatever like awkwardness we're feeling like why can't we just communicate authentically and like honestly like I'm feeling kind of awkward right now and like you know what I mean it's just an interesting thing in our society how it's just become so normalized and just so it's just so casual and that's okay like I'm not saying it's not okay it just makes it this has just made me think in a different way that I never have before because I've always been around it all my friends have and it's never been really like that big of a deal until I realized I specifically like had just like a relationship with it that I didn't want to because of my goals but I understand also your perspective of like why am I restraining or limiting myself to experiences or like enjoying life if I don't necessarily like need to but I guess for me it just feels like it is a poison I mean there's definitely a lot of things I should like do a hundred day challenge for you know (laughs) um shopping uh no but I think like that's you were very strong and brave for doing that because it is hard so I like applaud you for having that control thank you like committing to it you know and whether or not you decide to drink in the future I think like whatever decision you make moving forward you'll definitely be more responsible mature with that decision yeah it's just the negatives for me outweigh the positives but I've had people ask me in the past, like, how did you quit? And like, how did you do it? Like, when you are in that cycle, and when you're around people, you know, like, that are in the social scene in clubs, and I've gone out so many times sober now, like, I go out all the time, I have to, like, you talk about for networking. Yeah, I can't. Now I I think I've gone out like at least 30 times, like fully sober. Sober. Yeah. And you can have just as much fun. Like, there's some nights where I've had crazier nights being, like, fully sober than I have being, like, a little sloshed, you know? So I definitely think – what do you think are, like, the pros and cons of drinking? Like, if you had to, like, write a little list, what would you say are some of the the pros? Let's start with pros because I feel like we've talked a bit about cons. What would you say are some pros of drinking? Um – it doesn't make anyone else feel uncomfortable because I think that it definitely makes other people like uncomfortable when like you're at a club and you're sitting at a table where there's like drinks being passed out and you're like no I don't I'm good and they're like what like why or like if you're invited to somebody's uh pregame or somebody's house and then you don't drink with them like I feel like you know it makes people it feels less rude I guess um so a pro is maybe like joining people together but at the same time I think it's just as much a con because there's also like times where me personally yeah there's times where me personally it's actually torn me apart from people because of the choices that I've made like you know definitely there's been a lot of people are true colors for me that's a con right there that's a con I've seen a lot of people's true colors for me I would say some pros are like it helps 
it can help relax somebody. It really can help you like get more comfortable and relax a bit. Like for me, I've had a lot of situations where like I've had to go to party, like after parties for fashion shows and stuff. And yeah, I've had a glass of champagne because that environment, like Paris Fashion Week, it's very intense. People can be kind of rude and stuff. And you'll notice as people start to drink more, they get a little bit nicer and more social and stuff. That's true. It's true. And so, yeah, there's been a lot of events where like I've had a glass of champagne just to like calm my nerves almost because 100%. So I definitely think that having a glass of wine or two can really help with like just being a little bit more social and that definitely can be a pro for people who are a little bit more shy at first. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. through not drinking, I've realized I can have that same confidence and like like without it. But I do know what you mean like it does it does make you feel way less in your head like you have less anxiety but that's also why i think let's let's promote yoga and meditation and journaling and going to therapy and talking to good people and getting rid of toxic people in your life and and doing these things that are tools that are just the same tools as a glass of wine to maybe help you in those situations do you know what I'm saying like that's kind of where I'm trying to be like an advocate for now but I completely without judgment understand that perspective and agree that it does help yeah I think like as long as you're not relying on it like I definitely don't go out and think like I need a drink or else I can't talk to someone I think the minute you start relying on that drink is when you need to like stop (laughs) basically yeah but yeah So I think definitely can help a bit with confidence and just like getting a little bit out of your shell. Um, Another thing that I feel like not a lot of people talk about with liquor is some liquor is really tasty. And that can be a pro. (laughs) I'm going to say this as someone who lived abroad, whatever. I tried a lot of wines, okay? One of my ex-boyfriends literally owned a winery. Um, And so I have tried like probably over... 800 different types of wine in my lifetime um and wine is good you know what like wine can be a really fun thing just to taste and to drink like wineries and just do taste testing yeah exactly like I encourage people of age if you really want to like I feel like it's important to know what you're putting in your body and if you're someone who like loves wine go on do a wine tour go to a winery fucking smash some grapes like do the whole shebang you know like it's honestly so much fun you learn so much and it makes you more aware too like when I learned more about alcohol I like learned what kind of alcohols are more potent you know which ones I use for cooking which ones I use for drinking which ones I use for that go with certain meals things like that and it's almost in a way like helped me control my drinking because it's like I because you have an appreciation exactly and I know specifically like what I'm putting in my body like I could literally name you like all the different types of wine and everything because I was like hey if I'm gonna drink this and I'm gonna enjoy drinking it and drink it like pretty casually then I want to make sure like what I'm drinking is good you know so yeah Yeah. I'm like a self-proclaimed wine connoisseur not gonna lie um so I guess awesome though that's that's good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like I think a pro can be can be really good. You know, it can be really tasty and it can be just like a fun 
thing to have with your dinner, you know, or also to cook with. Pro, it's great for cooking. That's another pro. Um, yeah, that's true. But overall, I think if we had to ask ourselves the question, is drinking worth it? I think I would say no. Drinking yeah, I, I think I think it's not worth it in all circumstances. I think it's not worth it in all circumstances. Like, if it's your honeymoon, do I think drinking's worth it? Probably. If it's, you know, to go to, like, Napa for, like, a bridal shower or something, do I think it's worth it? Probably. But, like, overall, I would say probably nine out of ten times, eight out of ten times, it's probably not not worth worth it. it. So, I think to kind of, like, conclude all of this my stance on drinking is like always be responsible don't overindulge and don't make it a regular habit you know make it more of like an occasional celebration type thing you know like for example last night I poured myself a glass of wine I poured myself two glasses of wine okay it was Easter I'm like by myself and I haven't drank in a glass of wine in like two weeks so I was like you know what yeah I'm gonna do this because it's Easter and we're gonna celebrate it even though I'm by myself and so definitely with alcohol just be careful if you're a new drinker or you're someone who's just really started to get into it don't feel like you need to drink excessively don't feel like you need to like match up to your friends or anything like that know your own limits know what you can handle and just be responsible about it and never drink and drive just yeah never drink and drive and I think in conclusion for me I'm just gonna say that like it's been such a long journey it's definitely something I'm still very much learning about and if you do want to quit and you don't know how or you have more questions for me please head over to my Instagram account and DM me um, I would be so happy to talk to you about it. So feel free. It's at Nastasia Taylor to um, DM me and I would love to give you any and all advice I have. But for now, I would say that Monique, keep doing your thing. Keep drinking your wine, girly kid. <laughs> um, and yeah, you guys, you know what? I mean, of course, you guys can always reach out to me if you want to talk about it or anything. Yes. But if you want some great wine recommendations, exactly. I'm probably your girl. So you can head over to my Instagram for that. If you want some good recommendations, it's Monique Marie. We'll have them tagged somewhere. I'm sure you guys will be able to find it. But thank you guys so much for listening. This was a topic where we really wanted to talk about. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. If you're still here, I know this was a long one about a very um, broad topic with so many opinions about it, but I think it really speaks to our growth and maturity with how far we've come. And like anything, we're just going to keep improving and keep doing better. Positive. Being positive, baby. Thanks for listening to the Posi Podcast. Don't forget to comment, like, subscribe, do all the things. And we'll see you next time for episode three. Bye, you guys.